The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Three, two, one. Let me try that again. Hello and welcome to week three of the NFL season. It's the happy hour podcast and I am here to offer you a preview of week three. I'll be looking at some of games of the week and the different windows that we have coming up. And let me tell you, there's one good window for this week. So that's a little bit of a bummer. Uh, I will have some sit start advice and then I will end with a little bit of the movie corner Uh, Thursday night football was interesting uh let's dive in the giants came to battle the san francisco 49ers of course no saquon barkley for the giants so you knew it was going to be tough a late scratch for the 49ers was wide receiver brandon Ayuk that really allowed debo samuel and george kittle to explode debo went for more than 100 and the touchdown george kittle seven receptions 90 yards Probably his best game of the season so far. Christian McCaffrey was also good. That did good things for Brock Purdy. The 49ers rolled to a 30-12 to victory. I think the question you have to be asking for the Giants is, what's really going to help them going forward? They were outscored 60 to nothing the first six quarters of the season. They managed to battle back do a 31-8 to run in the second half of that Arizona Cardinal game to get them a win. They were never really in it that much uh, on Thursday night. It was a little bit close for a while, but you never felt that confident in the offense. It's hard to tell what they're getting out of that receiving unit. I had high hopes for Darren Waller going over. I thought he was in for a monster year, only three receptions for 20 yards, uh, on Thursday night, we just haven't really seen it click and materialize. They're one and two. They're not completely out of it, but in a division where everybody else enters week three, two and zero, oh, it is not a good start for the New York Giants. They definitely have some work to do. 49ers on the flip side, they look like they might be the best team in the NFC right now. They play the Arizona Cardinals in week four, and that should set up a pretty epic week five matchup with the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys, of course, getting a blow this week, losing Trayvon Diggs to the season torn ACL in practice of all things. So a little bit of a tough blow for them, but I'm looking forward to that week five matchup. Well, speaking of matchups, let's uh, go ahead and take a look at games of the week for week three. 
As I mentioned, it's really an uneven slate. We have another Monday night doubleheader, and neither of them are shaping up to be the games we thought they might be a a few months ago. I will get to that in a minute. Sunday night football, and we only have three afternoon games, and none of them look to be that great. But we do have some interesting early morning games. Um, There were a lot of them I liked, but the one I'm going to choose to highlight for here is the 0-2 Los Angeles Chargers at the 0-2 Minnesota Vikings. And you're probably thinking to yourself, why are two winless teams getting the shout-out? Well, both these teams were playoff teams in 2022. Both of them enter the season with a lot of lofty expectations. There are some questions about the Vikings. Can they, you know, they won 13 games last year, but they struggled in the playoffs. Can they get back on the right track? Could this be the end of kind of the Kirk Cousins era? Um, you know, so a lot of questions there on the flip side, I think Brandon Staley has been on the hot seat for the last couple of years for the chargers. I think it's not even enough for them to get into the playoffs. They need to make something of a run. Both these teams starting out. zero and two, not a great sign. Whoever drops to zero and three is in a real bind in terms of trying to make the postseason or make any kind of substantive move this week. You saw the Vikings pressing a little trading for Cam Akers to add him to the backfield to Alexander Madison. I don't expect to see much today from him. Uh, He may not play at all. uh, would make some sense. The Chargers will be without Austin Eckler once again, but these quarterbacks have put up some incredible numbers. These teams have scored at a pretty incredible clip. So if nothing else, this could be a really fun shootout with some good quarterback play from Cousins and Justin Herbert and some really good wide receiver play. Might be the kind of game where whoever has the ball last gets the win. And I'm here for it. Uh, I'm very excited. Unfortunately, my Denver Broncos play in the early window today. So I will probably be watching them get <coughs> beat up by the Miami Dolphins. But I think this might be one of the better games of the day. In the afternoon window, like I said, you know, you have Panthers at Seahawks. You have the Dallas Cowboys at the Arizona Cardinals. And the third matchup, which is the one I'm going to highlight, Chicago Bears at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Bears' offense has not looked particularly good. Um, It's hard to really know what they do well. They've struggled in a lot of phases. Chiefs, you know, the wide receiving core, I'm still not trusting it. Haven't quite got the performance out of the backfield that I thought we might get. Travis Kelsey's there. Their defense has been really good. This might be a low-scoring, lower-scoring affair, but if Justin Fields doesn't have a fire lit under him after this last week, and if they can't find a way to get something going, I think it's time to start looking at this Bears season as probably a lost season. Like I said, the afternoon window games don't do a lot for me. This might be the most intriguing of the matchups. Sunday night football, uh, you know, you have the Pittsburgh Steelers going in to battle the Las Vegas Raiders. Both teams are one-and-one. Neither has played spectacular. The the Steelers were able to get a big set of turnovers and a defensive victory over the Cleveland Browns on Monday night. Um, kind of rebounds things for them. They had a really awful week one against the 49ers. The Raiders, meanwhile, were able to kind of get that come from behind victory week one in Denver. Last week, they looked really lost against the Bills. Josh Jacobs hasn't been able to get going. Can he get going? The Steelers have a good defense, but they have actually allowed people to run over them. Christian McCaffrey had a very good day in week one. Both Jerome Ford and Nick Chubb prior to his injury were going good against the Steelers on Monday night. So it could be a get right game for Jacobs. On the other side, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, what are we doing? Neither of them has been 
lighting it up. It's been hard to tell what's going on. The Steelers offense in general looks to be a bit of a mess. These are two historic franchises. It's a home opener uh, in Las Vegas for the Raiders. There's some intrigue here. I just, I'm not looking forward to this as a really spectacular game. We will have to see how it goes. Uh, Monday Night Football, I mentioned, is a doubleheader. The first of the games is the 2-0 Buccaneers at the 2-0 Philadelphia Eagles, and that's the one that I'm going to lift up. That one's actually the early game kicking off at 7.15 Eastern. The the 8-15 normal Monday night window game is the Los Angeles Rams at the Cincinnati Bengals looking increasingly more like Joe Burrow is not going to play. Um, I think that's going to be a rough game to watch. This one could be nominally better. Baker has actually started off uh, pretty well. Uh, hasn't turned the ball over through two games. Ha- had a 300-yard passing game in um, week two to the Eagles. They've gotten off to a pretty solid start. They beat the Patriots. They were able to outlast the Vikings on Thursday night football. They haven't been incredible, but they still look like one of the better teams. This could be a fun and intriguing matchup. Like I said, you know, a lot of primetime games this week, a little bit of a shoulder shrug. Even the Thursday night game didn't seem like it was going to be that appealing of a matchup once we got to it. But I always love to be surprised. Uh, Stranger things have happened. So those are the games I am lifting up this week. Uh, Now I think it's time to take a look at our lineups and look at some sit-start questions. So diving right into the sit-starts, I will start at quarterback. And uh, my start for the week is actually – Kirk Cousins. Uh, You know, I mentioned I thought that Minnesota Vikings uh, Los Angeles Chargers game could end up being uh, pretty, pretty strong uh, offensively. A lot of good quarterback play. Cousins was quarterback two in the losing effort in week two. He tossed four touchdown passes. The Vikings running game isn't that strong. The part the Chargers pass defense has been incredibly suspect. Uh, They allowed Tua Tungavailoa to go for 466 yards in week one. Cousins has a lot of pressure. They're at home. That 0-2 start, they want to go off. It could be a huge day for Jordan Addison, Justin Jefferson, and TJ Hawkinson. On the flip side, my sit, I loved him preseason, uh, but Joe Burrow is my sit. I had him as my quarterback one overall. That is just not panning out for me. Uh, We have seen Burrow look a little bit rusty and not quite right. That calf is still a problem. He's only quarterback 32 through the first two weeks of the season. And it's not even a lock, as I mentioned, that he plays on Monday night. They're still listing him as questionable. It seems like he's... Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Trending more toward missing and honestly might be the best thing for him to take a couple of games off and hope that he can get healthy and come back strong and see if Cincinnati can make a run. But whether he plays or not, he is not in my fantasy lineup this week. 
let's transition to running backs. And my start of the week is James Cook. He uh, He's not getting in the end zone, not getting touchdowns, but he's making the most of his touches. He's had very explosive numbers, very good uh, running the ball through two games, one of which was against the New York Jets and that dominating defense. Cook is running back nine on the season. He's been explosive. He's been producing. He dominated the running back touches for the Bills, and I think that's going to continue this week as he takes on the Commanders. I am firing up James Cook, expecting a top 24 finish. On the flip side, I mentioned the confusion about the Steelers' backfield. Najee Harris is a sit for me. Um, Now, when I do these sit starts, my metric is top 12 for, for quarterback and tight end, top 24 for running back and wide receiver. Harris could very well end up in the flex range, but he only has 74 yards on 16 carries and two yards on three receptions for the season. That's in two full games. And honestly, I watched that game on Monday night. And aside from two very explosive back-to-back carries when he got most of his yardage, Harris wasn't really doing a lot. He's seen a huge split with Jalen Warren, who's not getting much in the rushing game, but at least is getting something in the passing game. Again, you know, I get it. If you want to put Harris into your flex spot, I just don't see him as a top 24 running back this week. Uh, The Steelers offense has been a mess. I'm not sure that they completely get right here against the Raiders. So he is a sit for me this week. But we move on to wide receivers, and uh, there is one Steeler I like, and that is George Pickens. Um, You know, we saw last week the passing game isn't incredible, but he already has nine receptions for 163 yards and a touchdown through two games. He really had an explosive game last week, Deontay Johnson out. The Raiders' defense, uh, not exactly spectacular. They have allowed some big receptions against them so far this season as well. Deontay Johnson still not available. Uh, and I think George Pickens is going to be a real focal point and highlight of that offense. Uh, and so I am firing him up. You know, it's a primetime game. He's about the one piece of that pass offense that has really been getting stuff done. You know, Deontay Johnson went to IR. Pickens could end up being a pretty solid play for the next few weeks. You know, Allen Robinson not doing a lot for me. Calvin Austin, they're kind of complimentary players. I like Firemuth in the red zone, but Pickens is kind of the big focus of that offense, and he really seems to be shining in that role. And my sit is DJ Moore, and I know what you're going to say. Moore caught six passes for 104 yards last week. Isn't that a sign of things to come? Well, it's hard to feel confident about that. He only saw two targets. He caught them both in week one, but it wasn't for very much yardage. wasn't very explosive. That Chicago Bears offense is a mess. That offensive line is a mess. And we are talking about a Chiefs defense that did a pretty good job of bottling up uh, Jared Goff you know, on opening night, but they really took Trevor Lawrence to task in week two. Lawrence was 0 for 7 in the red zone, couldn't get things going, even with Calvin Ridley and Zay Jones. You know, he found something a little bit dumping off into the slot with Christian Kirk, but they just did not have a very good week. And Justin Fields and that offense hasn't been clicking at the level that the Uh, that the Jaguars or the Lions have been clicking. I am very nervous about playing any of the passing game assets for the Bears. You know, I think Justin Fields could end up having a decent day rushing, but I don't see him having a huge day passing. Uh, That takes us finally to the tight end position. And my start is Sam Laporta of those Detroit Lions. They're playing the Falcons this week. They are at home. Their offense has been pretty good at home. 
they have been a lot better. You know, Jared Goff, those home road splits we've talked about a few times, but the, the thing is real. Um, you know, he had a huge day coming back home in uh, week two. He ended up hitting it as quarterback six. He plays better at home. And, you know, one of the people he's been looking for is the young tight end Laporta. Through two games, Sam Laporta is tight end four on the season. He's a featured player in a high-volume pass offense. David Montgomery is banged up and is doubtful. Uh, will probably not be playing this morning. Um, I think that means just another big day for the passing game, and they can't all go to Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Josh Reynolds. Laporta has looked good. This may even be the first week he can get in for a touchdown. I like Sam Laporta. He is in my lineup. My sit is Tyler Higby, which is interesting because the Rams have looked pretty good through two weeks, and their pass offense has looked pretty good. And you would have thought with Cooper Cup on IR that Tyler Higby would be a huge piece of that. But you know what? He is only tight end 22 through two weeks. He's not been a big focus of the offense. All of the targets seemingly are going to Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell. They're using Kyron Williams a lot. Tyler Higby is a fine NFL player, but in terms of fantasy, I just don't trust him. Could he be in line for a big game? Sure, but I'm not betting on it, and that is why he is a sit for me in week three so that is a look at my sit starts for the week you know i hope that gives you some lineup help to be shooting for i'll be pulling for for my guys that i gave a shout out and i will be enjoying some of the games before i get out of here i thought i would end with a little trip to the movie corner We're winding our way through September, so we are seeing kind of a, a mixture of different things as we start to turn the, the corner deeper into uh, October. We're going to see even a more rise of horror-type movies. We had two big theatrical releases this week. The first of them was Expendables, uh, and they spelled Expendables throwing a four somewhere in there. You know, we if, by now you should know this being the fourth in the franchise, what to expect. There's just a lot of violence, just a lot of shooting, a lot of action sequences. This one put most of the heavy lifting on the shoulders of Jason Statham, and that was not a bad decision. Um, you don't have as much Sylvester Stallone in this one, and uh, they seemingly replaced some of his screen time with a with the addition of Megan Fox. So you can think about how you feel about that. Um, it's a tighter movie, about an hour forty. Uh, a lot of action, a lot of it taking place on a ship. The uh, big reveals uh, didn't feel that surprising to me. Um, you know, you have a few jokes, you have a few fun sequences, some of the most interesting sequences they featured in some of the trailers. Otherwise, just kind of a lot of shooting and stabbing and all that other stuff. If you're into that kind of thing, you know, this one will probably work for you. If you appreciated all the other ones, uh, it'll probably work for you. I don't know if I need to see any more of these. Uh, the other big release was Dumb Money, uh, based on a true story looking at the uh, independent uh, investors who helped pump up the game stock, GameStop stock, say that three times fast, uh, going against some of the hedge funds led to a congressional investigation. Paul Dano uh, kind of playing the leader there. Um, as Keith Gill, uh, you know, who as an investor was kind of one of the first ones on GameStop using his platform as a YouTuber and on Reddit to, uh, you know, inspire the masses to go against it. You have a cast that, that also included, you know, Seth Rogen, Sebastian Stan, and kind of an interesting uh, role. Um, 
I actually liked this movie quite a bit. Uh, Craig Gillespie, who directed I, Tanya, was the director here. They used kind of a mixture of some of the YouTube-style videos and things uh, telling the story. I really appreciated Paul Dano. Um, and as somebody who's been on record as not enjoying um, a lot of Pete Davidson performances, I actually kind of liked him in this one uh, and his back and forth with Paul Dano. Um, this was a movie I liked a lot more than I expected. I've you know, I thought it was very engaging. It was funny at times. It was very emotional as it kind of drew you in looking at this story and looking at what it means uh, for the markets going forward. I ended up sticking it in my top 12 for the year. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Eric and I will be talking about it more tonight. We will also be doing some of our wildcard picks as we do this week at the movies. That'll take place at 7 p.m. Eastern. So be sure to check back for that. Um, otherwise, you know, if you were looking for a spooky film, uh, No One Will Save You dropped this weekend on Hulu. Um, that fe features Caitlin Deaver in the lead role as kind of a lone young woman uh, who gets caught up in an alien invasion. Uh, it's a very dialogue light movie, um, very stylistic, some interesting choices. There were parts of it that I really enjoyed, but parts of it that just didn't completely work for me. But if you're looking for kind of a spookier kind of story as we head into that season, that is one to check out. Uh, but that'll do it for the movie corner and that'll do it for this week's show. I hope you guys enjoy all of the week three action and good luck out there. We will see you next week for week four. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.